Episode 143, the 8th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year C. The following is a message from Archbishop Mark Coleridge of Brisbane. These last few weeks have been very bruising for the Catholic Church in Australia. It seems that everywhere we turn we see stories about the Church and its failure to deal with child sexual abuse. We have to accept that. The Church will never walk away from its responsibilities in this area. We will continue to do all we can to help and to heal those who have been abused and to support their families. We have much to atone for. We have much to do and much to continue learning. But today I want to say a word about the Church that's almost never mentioned in mainstream media. It's the Church that you're part of every day and often enough through the night as well. Because of what you do, the church changes lives for the better, and it does so through the power of the gospel. Yes, we face serious challenges now, but there's a whole dimension of the church that can't be forgotten. It's the church that works every day with refugees who have come to Australia seeking a better life. You help them to find accommodation, to fight for a permanent stay, and to reunite with loved ones. It's the church that works on the front line with domestic violence victims. You help them and their children in the toughest moments that they face. You walk with them at every step, especially when they feel helpless. It's the church that works with Australians with a disability. You help create a society that welcomes, includes and respects people with a disability as people first human beings, and you support them to follow their dreams. It's the church that works with people on the poverty line. You provide them with accommodation, meals and support when they have nowhere else to turn. It's the church that works with the homeless. You bring a friendly smile, food and warmth to them. Most of all, you help by spending time with them. It's the church that works with people living with dementia, You brighten their lives, you relate to the real person and you provide support for their families. It's the church that provides pastoral support to prisoners. You sit with them, listen to their stories and provide counselling. It's the church that works to protect our environment. You help raise awareness of our common home, the earth on which we live and the need to preserve it for those who come after us. Of course, it's also the church that has educated millions of Australian children over generations. Your work in that vital area continues to have a major impact on our young people and on the future of our country. And it's the church that has provided first-class medical treatment in our hospitals for generations. You've literally saved lives and continue to save lives. You've also accompanied the dying with tender care. Thank you for all this and more, because that's not an exhaustive list of what you do from day to day in the Catholic Church. At this time, with all its pressures and difficulties, I wanted you to know that your work is priceless. However hidden it might be, it does not go unrecognised here and now. Thanks for your work in parishes, in schools, hospitals and on the front line, wherever it may be. 
It's a work that should make you both proud and humble. Proud for what has been achieved and is being achieved and humble before the God whose gifts make it all possible and who is as close to us now as ever before. On Sunday the 24th of February 2019, a tragic incident occurred in one of the parish churches here at St Vincent's Catholic Church Surface Paradise Gold Coast. A young man climbed onto the roof of the St Vincent's Church in the early hours of the morning while the church was closed and tragically fell through a skylight in the roof and fell 10 metres to the floor. He passed away from his injuries in the church. I and the Catholic community of Surface Paradise extends its heartfelt and deepest sympathies to the family and friends of those involved in this tragic incident. We are praying for all involved and we will continue to keep them in our thoughts and prayers. May he rest in peace. Over the last decade, I don't actually recall getting to the 8th Sunday in Ordinary Time Year C, because often the season of Lent usually intervenes around this time. Lent starts very late this year, as it's calculated back from Easter, which is the Sunday after the first full moon of the Northern Hemisphere's spring equinox, which of course varies considerably. So it's been nice getting a chance to reflect upon and gain nourishment from these wonderful readings of last week and this week that we so rarely get to hear on a Sunday. Our Lord is teaching us the ways of God, which truly are the better path, and which are so amazingly expanding on the limits of our human thoughts and words. Sadly, it's often when things go wrong that the true measure of a person becomes apparent. It's often easier to be gracious and forbearing when things are going really well, but it's very difficult to show the virtues under pressure and trial. Our Lord asks us to be aware of this and allow him to guide and mould us, filling us up with not merely intellectual ideas, but truly the values, thoughts and priorities of the gospel, so that come what may, what will flow out of us is the beautiful values of God, that God has nurtured. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Now we see unclearly As if we looked into a mirror dimly But then we will see as people face to face No longer partly but fully known and loved For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love The Lord became my protector He brought me out to a place of freedom he saved me because he delighted in me. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone as we gather together to praise God and to reflect on his word on this eighth Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year C. Brothers and sisters, coming together as God's family, let us call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, that the course of our world may be directed by your peaceful rule, and that your church may rejoice untroubled in her devotion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Sirach, chapters 27, verses 4 to 7. When a sieve is shaken, the refuse appears. So do one's faults when one speaks. The kiln tests the potter's vessels. So the test of the just person is in tribulation. Its fruit discloses the cultivation of a tree. 
so a person's speech discloses the cultivation of the mind. Do not praise someone before they speak, for this is the way people are tested. The Word of the Lord Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning, and your truth in the watches of the night. The just will flourish like the palm tree, and grow like a Lebanon cedar. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Still bearing fruit when they are old, still full of sap, still green, to proclaim that the Lord is just, my rock in whom there is no wrong. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 54 to 58. Brothers and sisters, when this perishable body puts on imperishability and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. The Word of the Lord Alleluia! Alleluia! Shine like stars in the world, holding fast to the word of life. Alleluia! 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 6, verses 39 to 45. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully qualified will be like their teacher. Why do you see the speck in your neighbour's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbour, Friend, let me take out the speck in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take out the log from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbour's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. Out of the good treasure of the heart the good person produces good, 
and out of evil treasure the evil person produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord A 17th century French writer with some quite unpronounceable name has uh, some very interesting quotes that fit quite well into this weekend's readings. If we had no faults, he writes, we would not take so much pleasure in noticing those of others. He then goes on, Most faults are more pardonable than the means by which one tries to hide them. And finally he writes, We gain more by letting our real selves be seen than by pretending to be what we are not. Inspired by the Gospel today too, I've long felt that unless one can say something out of love, motivated by Christ's compassion and goodwill, any intended correction that we might be tempted to offer to another will almost certainly miss the mark. That is to say, if one cannot say something with love and compassion, don't say it at all, until one can say it with love and compassion. And so, we have no right to criticise unless we ourselves are free from fault, which simply means that we have no right to criticise at all. If we happen to be intent on fixing up faults and weaknesses, we'd be much more productive by inviting Christ to pour his healing and challenging grace upon our own sins, faults and omissions, rather than focusing on others. Jesus warned that no teacher can lead their students beyond the stage which they themselves have reached. Our Lord teaches us that he desires anyone who follows him to become a true teacher by example, from being attentive students of him and his ways and values. Christ makes it clear that we cannot be true disciples of him unless our closeness to him and his teachings leads us to becoming more and more like him in thought, word and action. This is because Christ desires us to be teachers by example, modelling our lives and priorities on his. This requires us to be ready, alert, attentive and self-aware, open enough and humble enough to notice and address the areas of spiritual blindness that we can all suffer from, lest we foolishly try to lead people, only for both the leader and the follower to fall in a big hole. Speaking the words of Christ could very well have limited effect if our everyday actions and attitudes drown them out or contradict them. The loudest, most effective message we send is most often the unspoken eloquence of our actions and priorities. And surely the best way to show the truth and primacy of Christianity is to show by our lives that actively following in the footsteps of Jesus produces outstanding men and women, compassionate, reverent, generous, loving, gentle, just, inclusive and merciful. The fruits and results of our lives and what we say and where we spend most of our time and energy is a powerful revealer of where our heart truly lies. Our Lord so wisely pointed out that nothing speaks louder about the truth of a person than what they say in unguarded moments. 
Few things show the state of a person's heart better than the words spoken when talking freely, unguardedly, and saying the first things that come into one's head. When our hearts are very close to our Lord's, the unguarded and surprising moments in life will still lead us to pouring forth the fruits of the Spirit lying so close to the surface. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and gentleness. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Today we acknowledge that we're capable of hindering or cooperating with God's work in our lives and in the world. Let us pray for the healing the Lord alone can give us. that the leaders of the church will always live by the principles of Christian love, compassion and mercy. Lord, hear us. That Christians in positions of authority may influence their societies with Christ's values and love. Lord, hear us. That our families, our friends and our communities will be filled with Christ's gentle mercy. Lord, hear us. That our community may build its life on the foundation of Jesus' compassion and love. Lord, hear us. For those who are sick, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace, and give encouragement to those who care for them. Lord, hear us. That our dead may have comfort and know the Lord's saving love, and now be enjoying the rewards of heaven, especially those who have recently died and those whose anniversaries occur at this time. Lord, hear us. We thank you, God, for your many gifts. We humbly ask you to hear our prayers and grant us the grace to remain always true to the faith that you have given us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who provide gifts to be offered to your name and count our oblations as signs of our desire to serve you with devotion, we ask of your mercy that what you grant as the source of merit may also help us to attain merit's reward. 
Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself, that a people, formed as one by the unity of the Trinity, made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit, might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the Church. And so in company with the choirs of angels we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. I will sing to the Lord who has been bountiful with me. Sing psalms to the name of the Lord Most High. Let us pray. Nourished by your saving gifts, we beseech your mercy, Lord, that by this same sacrament with which you feed us in this present age, you may make us partakers of life eternal. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are.
The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.